Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 259, episode one of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Monday, October 17th, 2022, which of course means, you know, we got it all. It's National Pasta Day. What? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. I'm oh. just taking a I feel like there's something happening with my brain where every time I hear one of these, I was like, it was just that two days ago. But maybe oh, it was- Oh, right, right, right. We, we heard somebody say that pa- pasta was whack, and so we were having a long conversation about <laughs> pasta. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. A, that was that was Mark Schindler on, yeah, uh, on Matt uh, Boosties, Miles Jack, Matt the basketball writer who's like yeah, anti-pasta. Yeah. It's all scrambled eggs up here, folks. It's all It's all gone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's National Pasta Day, National Mulligan Day, Black Poetry Day, National Edge Day, and World Trauma Day. I okay. don't know. I'm trying to figure out what is National Edge Day. <laughs> is it for like, edge? I'm just. Oh, for straight edge, yo. Oh, if you for, oh, you got the the black okay. X's, bro. If you're not now, you never were. That's how all the straight edge homies talk around me. So, shout out to the straight edge people. Out <laughs> do they there. not even smoke cigarettes? They don't do anything. I mean, pretty, yeah, no, you, it's, it's a clean lifestyle. It's a clean lifestyle. It's like Boy Scouts' definition of nothing. No drugs, no drinking, no none of it. Just do it, yeah, dude. Just refrain, bro. 
Yo, it's so appropriate also that it's National Mulligan Day because we actually did that rendition of what days it is twice. So we took a mulligan on National Mulligan Day because we had yeah. we had an internet true delay. Incredible. <laughs> uh, we're we're really yeah, look at us. Li- living National Mulligan Day to the fullest. Well, mm-hmm. anyways, my name's Jack O'Brien, aka Too Fastly, Too Furious. That is from Martian Tech. I think it is a reference to the fact that I used the word fastly on an episode, mm. which is not a word. You don't you don't need to add the ly, but I think I think but it I should like be it. a word. I th- yeah, sometimes yeah, you just need to add the ly. It just feels, feels adverbify like whatever you want. Exactly, and exactly. I mean fast doesn't need it to be an adverb, but it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Unless you want people to think you're smart. Fastly, fastly, fastly. Yeah, do it please. Fastly, sir. Uh, anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. It was all a dream. I used to read Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> Shaq and Aaron C. up in the limousine. <laughs> yeah. Moss ridden void bellower at void ridden on Twitter. Thanks for that one. Because, yeah, I still can't, like, I can't get that Aaron Carter video out of my mind. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna. It's there for it's good. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's part of who we are, Miles. Shout out the uh, the homie Kylie who works with Hugo on his campaign. She tweeted at me. She's like, I saw Aaron Carter perform in 2013, and he opened with "How I Beat Shaq," and the crowd went wild. Wow, that was in Iowa. So you know, yeah. I mean, that is that was in Iowa too. So I yeah, mean, they were feeling it. Yeah, they felt that. That's a that is a classic. I'm surprised it didn't even hit. I mean, I was probably a little bit too old for to be noticing what Aaron Carter was up to at the time that that song came out. But it, it seems like a a real slam dunk of a of a premise, you know, like a parents just don't understand for exactly for the aughts. Yeah, just it, it turns out talent is important. Having yeah. Will Smith These perform days. perform a straightforward premise is is a little bit better than Aaron Carter. Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny comedian whose writing has appeared to McSweeney's and whose comedy has been highlighted in NPR Vulture, the LA Times, one of Illuminative's 25 Native American comedians to follow. And mm-hmm. you can catch him on Friday, November 11th at 10 p.m. hosting Thanks But No Thanksgiving at Dynasty <laughs> Typewriter. Please welcome back to the show the hilarious and talented Brian Bahi! Welcome. What's up? Happy National Edge Day. Yes. Yeah. National, yeah, and we edging. can celebrate however you want. You can celebrate by being a straight edge, or you can celebrate by edging, you know, <laughs> as we do on this side. Completely, uh, it's up to you. But Brian, wait, Brian, you moved out to LA, right? I moved out to LA. I'm writing on this animated show on Fox called The Great North. Watch it on Sundays, yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific. Damn. That's from the people who do Bob's Burgers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Lauren. Wendy, Lizzie, <laughs> <laughs> just all, all the all the people from work. <laughs> yeah, everybody there, uh, man. So I, I, I just because uh, I remember, yeah, when I think you, you didn't you like throw up a pic of uh, your office because you'd be writing now. Yeah, I see what you yeah, got to throw up a the, pic. Yeah, let people Congrats, know man. that I can read <laughs> and they don't use words like fastly. There's, yeah, there's yeah. rumors out there, and you gotta you know keep. Yeah, great sometimes. Just dead the rumors immediately, for sure. Yeah. How how are you finding L.A.? You like it? You love it, right? Everybody who moves from the East Coast back to L.A., they love it. (laughs) I do. I do love it. 
Oh, good. I do love it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of... uh, I did try to get dinner last night. Everything closed at 10 p.m. though, so I will say that is an error on the city's end. That mistake. Yeah. 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 It's it's something we're trying to change. No, I don't think we are. And that's why you need to vote this November. Yeah. Keep. Oh, at the very least, yeah. To I maybe there will be something on the ballot to be like. Can you just be open a little bit fucking later? Right. There is, I live in West Hollywood, there's a lot of signs up for, it's like, elect Steve Martin, and I'm just like, is Steve Martin running for local office? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait a second. With the banjo logo? It was a pretty normal name, but I feel like I would have noticed that if he was really running. Someone named Steve Martin. (laughs) Someone named Steve Martin. Yeah, I, I like, walk... Do do a couple laps around the block just to get my blood pumping every every once in a while in the morning. And today I did it like a little bit earlier and realized that everybody in, in L.A. is like up and out by like seven in the morning. Like they're the, it was packed. It was jam packed at like seven forty five, whereas like I normally do it at nine and it's just me and like one old guy. Damn. Yeah. So so, yeah. so many dog people on walking their dogs. Yes. Yeah. LA loves yeah, to go to bed early, wake up in the morning, bright and early with the with the dogs, and uh, just walk around. Walk until pl- city's a mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're talking about more evidence that January 6th was the plan all along for Trump and that it was a cynical plan that he at no point believed that he actually won the election. We're going to talk about the black vote with regards to the Pennsylvania Senate race, Oz v. Fetterman. And yeah, yeah. some real people as props type shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And we will talk about why the police are a bad idea. All of that. Plenty more. But first, Brian, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Alicia Cuthberg. Cuthberg? I don't know if you remember her. She was like, she was, you mean yeah, she was that we, hmm? Isn't it Cuthbert? Is it? With a T? Maybe. Alicia Cooper, she was on 24? <laughs> yeah, she was on 24. She was in that Weezer music video. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, Cuthbert, I think, is with a T. Right. I like Cuthbert. <laughs> it's Alicia? I think Alicia. it's Alicia. Like E-L-I. Alicia. Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Oh, man. You're throwing like some Swedish intonation in there. Yeah. It's, you know why I said it? Because one time I met her in like the aughts or somebody introduced me and they said Cuthbert. Cuthbert. And I was like, oh, for real? And I don't know if they were mistaken. I don't know if they were like mispronouncing, <laughs> but then I've always been unsettled on how to say her name because the one time someone introduced like we're like in this. Oh, yeah. Alicia Cuthbert's over there. We'll say what's up. I was like, Cuthbert. And I think <laughs> I always pronounce it as Elijah. For some reason, even though that's not the right, that's not right. But I was like, Alicia, what are you guys talking about? It's Elijah, like it's the Alicia character in the Bible. It's Elijah, Elijah Cuthberg. Yeah, this, this is why Google exists. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you looking at? Uh, our 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 main homie, our queen, early aughts queen. Yeah, we do this game at lunch called the movie game. I, I'm sure you've heard of it. Where you like. You list an actor or movie, and then you, and if somebody says a movie, you have to name an actor in that movie, and then you have to name a movie from that actor, and it keeps going on and on until, right. you know, elimination, 
until somebody gets eliminated, I have never won this game. Yeah. I'm bad okay. at it. And it's punishable by death, right? When you lose, that's that's it's how punishable by death. The closest, <laughs> the closest I ever got was this week. I was given Alicia Cuthbert, Cuthbert, Elijah, <laughs> Elijah Cuthbert, <laughs> Elijah Cuthbert. I was given Elijah Cuthbert, Alicia Cuthbert, <laughs> and I knew she was in a movie I had seen, but I couldn't right. think of the title. And then, so as old as, school. That was what it was based on. Somebody said old, old school. Then I think I said old school. The other person said um, Elijah. Elijah Cuthbert. Yeah. And then I was like, "What is that other movie?" I couldn't remember. I lost. So I immediately oh. googled, googled her. Right. And she was in two two kind of big movies that were pretty pivotal to my you know adolescence. Not really. Girl Next Door. I saw that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then House of Wax. Oh, yeah. And then that's kind of it for that was a wrap on Coos. In a way. Yeah, that was on the Coos. <laughs> We're a wrap on Coos. Just <laughs> All right. for as a career here in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, she was blown off the screen by the screen acting debut of Paris Hilton. And I think from that point forward. You know, we just Nothing haven't looked back. We've been like, Paris Hilton is a film star. I mean, who could forget Repo? Right. Genetic Opera or whatever that was called. <laughs> I actually don't know what you're talking about. So apparently. You don't know Repo, the genetic opera? Uh-uh. <laughs> Repo, the genetic opera was like this fucking horror musical that like Paul Sorvino is in and also uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Not I'm sorry. That was just like a meme I felt like in pop culture. You can really yeah. end the game with a uh, repo the next time you're playing the game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If Paul Sorvino gets pulled. <laughs> Yo, Brian, put that one in the, yeah, put that one in your pocket for the next one. All right. If you ever get Paul Sorvino, fucking Alexa Vega from Spy Kids. Oh, wow. Paris Hilton, you could deploy that. Mm. Paul Sorvino. Father of Mira? <laughs> Mira? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mira Sorvino. Nina Dobrev, I think, is also in it. Damn. Paul Sorvino's in Goodfellas. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm trying to chain <laughs> it back to like some movies that might be thrown out during the thing. So we can arm Brian <laughs> right. with a, the ability to pull Reepa. Brian, your next like the 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 strategy of the next one is you try and seed different answers to eventually get to Paul Sorvino so you can throw out Repo the genetic opera and <laughs> fucking dead it dead it from there. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I totally missed that. <laughs> what is something, Brian, that you think is overrated? Uh, I touched on this a little bit. I think that... Hold on. Overrated breakfast sandwiches in L.A. Breakfast yeah. You know what I'm talking about? in L.A. I feel like oh, everywhere I go to yeah. get a breakfast sandwich or just get food, <laughs> they have a breakfast <laughs> sandwich on the menu, and it's always like, it's good, I'll say, I'll give it that, but it's always just, like, an egg and, like, a meat and, like, mixed greens on, like, a decent bread with, like, some right. sauce. <laughs> right. And I'm, like, I this is good, but I'm also, like, and it comes with, like, a side salad, and I'm just, like, why does every place have this? You know? Right. Yeah. I, it's funny when I, when you say that, I'm, like, well, I mean, I feel like New York, New York, 
got the better breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Like, because they feel like they're just protein grease bombs that could set you back hours if you digest it. Exactly. Uh, which I like personally. And like in LA, yeah, the idea of a breakfast sandwich that comes with a side salad, that I'm like, please, let's not do this. I'm not here for the side salad. I'm here for the cholesterol bomb that is betwixt two pieces of bread. Yeah, like if I'm getting food that early, I'm getting it for a reason. Like I'm not operating at full capacity. Just right. give me what my body wants, which yeah. is protein and grease. I think I think LA our it's our, our breakfast burrito game is that's that's where we excel. Right. It's and the I, sandwiches, we can't. We're fucked. We're fucking we're copying other places. Yeah. And that's when like LA food is the worst is when it's copying other like regional shit rather than just like what well, we do well. That's why the breakfast burrito, I feel like, sends you a few places that you would be like, this is the size of a cinder block. <laughs> and I could put it in the freezer and take a little slice off every day for a year and be fully filled. And that's what I need. That exactly. I don't think I've even had the breakfast burrito since I've been here. Oh, Brian. <laughs> All right. All right. Don't Good you want to just be in, be in a coma for a whole day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that not what you're craving? The <laughs> work overload? Let <laughs> me... Let's let me put my ass right back to bed here. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Every bread based thing, every bread based like food in LA is like, oh yeah, these people came out here from Brooklyn. They they even like import the water from Brooklyn. So like that's why it's good. They they've just admitted defeat. Except for donuts, which are I guess a pastry and <laughs> LA does donuts pretty pretty well and with confidence. Yeah. But all the yeah, any bagels, any pizza, any sandwich bread, it's all like, and here's why it doesn't suck. I know what you or, think. You're thinking it sucks. <laughs> Guess or what? they do the thing, they're like, don't worry, it's not our shitty L.A. bread. These are Amoroso rolls straight from Philly. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, exactly. and you're like, okay, okay. All right, okay. Don't worry, what you're eating wasn't made here. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> What's something you, th you think is underrated, Brian? Yeah. I, sorry to come in heavy, hot and heavy with like the food related shit, but that's kind of oh, just like hey, what my life has important. been like recently. <laughs> As I said <laughs> earlier, underrated staying, past, staying open past 10 p.m. No yeah. one's doing that. Do it on a Thursday, too. What's okay. When you were, when you were in New York, what was your go to past 10? bodega <laughs> okay right. so and then like where they had like a little f hot food or they could put like they had a little deli section yeah they had a deli section you could get like a cheese steak or something still right i think i'm trying to think of how i mean like street vendors st typically are out late mm -hmm. that's usually the food that is open late because they understand people fucking work past 10 yeah. And may need something like a quick bite to eat on their way home. Right. That's usually the the most luck I would find is like you gotta find like your mobile taqueria or like taco truck or something. They typically stay out past ten, but certain areas, yeah, like it's a wrap, like a fucking like nine thirty even, and you're basically going to the sleep of your sound. They're going to sleep of the sounds of your stomach just gargling for yeah. dear life. Your stomach's gonna sing you to sleep. I yeah. forgot about street vendors. I need a, I haven't really seen one in my area, which is kind of, that's my fault. Well, I mean, that's, and that's a big issue in LA, right? Because street vending is like this huge thing and 
it's it's a, it's a, such a vibrant economy, but there's so many forces at work trying to make it illegal mm-hmm. or make people jump through fucking hoops and be like, oh my God, the, this food is so unsafe when people have, you know, like time and again, you're like, man, I've gotten more sick at a fucking brick and mortar, like chain restaurant than I have from like a, someone selling like elote or something on the fucking street. And yeah, like, I think that's what's kind of, it depends on like some areas just have better street, like food vending culture than others. Yeah. You got to like prowl around the city and actually use your nose. You got to be like, oh, actually, (laughs) (laughs) wait a second. It smells like there might be a taco stand. I feel like, does it feel, does it 11 feel like a fair time to close? Like you can't, like 10 feels, I feel like 10 is like when the nightly, like the 10 o'clock local news comes on. You should have till at least 11. 11 even just like pare down the menu i would be fine with that like you can't order like you know extensive stuff but mm-hmm. give me give me the option to get like fries <laughs> right right maybe <laughs> at the very least right yeah it's a it, it really feels like my my experience with late night eating in new york is an adventure of going to just like different bodegas and you know hazy chopped cheese and like weird sandwiches and every la experience is jack in the box or some other like drive-through window and i i had actually convinced myself that i thought jack in the box was good food until i tried it sober and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. This is actually a pretty smart business strategy. I will have. say that Jack in the Box does do it for me in a way. Yeah. I do I do like that they you can't really pin down where what their angle is in terms of food. You're just like right. there's tacos, but there's fries, but there's fish. It's just like it's all over the place. I love it. But as somebody who doesn't own a car, they're they're um they're like, what are they called? Little the place where you have to walk in that closes early too. So oh, like an actual like, restaurant. Yeah. 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 So you need to go through the drive through. So then I'm like, there's no winning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the city is ultimately hostile <laughs> to people who do not have cars. It's like, Oh motherfucker, you can't even eat. Jack in the box is an op, you know, Jack in the box. Yeah, well, like, a cab and also, but Jack in the box. A cab. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, dude, shit pops off at Jack in the boxes in LA, right. like on Friday oh, nights. For sure. Yeah, like every Jack in the Box in LA, I feel like has like just wild security <laughs> because it is like kind of like the late night spot. Everybody's kind of fucked up, <laughs> like the shit goes down. At the Jack they the check Box. your bags, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> just to go through the, you like, gotta take you your shoes to, off and shit. Why do you need to look inside my trunk so I can go through this Jack in the Box? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> hey, take out your laptop, my man. Take out your laptop. <laughs> What? I just want a <laughs> ultimate breakfast sandwich. Yeah. yeah, man, and your shoes. Come on, man. We don't have time. <laughs> also, just, you know, the Taco Bell does now offer breakfast, and it's starting to show up in my Twitter feed quite a bit. So just in, in case you're looking, in case you're, you know, really at a loss for what to eat in the morning, Taco Bell's really <laughs> ma- making a play for That's for That's people. worrisome that it's showing up in your feed. Yeah, no, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, that's usually how I realize I'm depressed is when Taco Bell's like, all right, it's time. Turn on the feed. We got his Get ass. in his Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? 
Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back and a couple pieces of evidence hitting the media that suggest what I think most of us assumed all along, which is that Trump knew he lost the election from before the election. You know, that it was actually closer than the media thought and apparently it was closer than he thought it was going to be. And they had the plan to claim that the election was stolen and, you know, yada, 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 he gets to stay president. 
and within that yada 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 you there has to be some january 6th type event right you don't just right. get to you know imagine your way into remaining president so yeah the past few days i've just repeatedly been reminded of that michael che as lester holt sketch where he's just like i think it, i think at the time it was actually trump admitting he fired comey because of the rush investigation <laughs> right and che was like wait so i did i get him is this all over and then he like gets a thing in his earpiece and he's like no i didn't nothing matters absolutely nothing matters and <laughs> in that yeah so i mean we've come a long way since thinking that him admitting that he fired james comey because he was investigating russia seemed like a gotcha moment like now it's just smoking guns raining out of the sky and like you need to take shelter from all the smoking guns because it's just yeah we like it's not even a question of like whether he did something wrong it's like what whether he knowingly did something wrong and had like premeditated it and will be able to like prove it in a court of law so he's not allowed to run for president again right and it seems like maybe so the January 6th committee just played f footage of Steve Bannon saying he's going to declare victory, but that doesn't mean he's a winner. He's just going to say he's a winner, which is a pretty accurate description of what Trump did. But that audio is from Halloween night before the election. So like four nights before the election well, happened. Wasn't there also talk that he was trying to declare victory before the election even happened? I, I'm not like, sure. Like the... So the, there was all kinds of harebrained ideas that he was throwing out there, I think, in pursuit of this, like, basically, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. This can be El City or something right. where one of them was like just to preemptively be like, not nah, one. And they're like, that's like, <laughs> so that's not how voting So that's works. not how any of it works. But right. OK. There's there's also uh, Roger Stone told Trump supporters on November 1st that the election would likely remain too close to call on election night. The key thing to do is to claim victory. Possession is nine tenths of the law, which have you seen that clip of Stone saying that? No, Rogers, dude, he's a fly dude. I got to find this. He's <laughs> fucking off his shit. Like so violent. He's like, fuck you. We won. Blah, 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 blah. Hold on, I gotta hold on. I'm gonna find this clip because it it's really Wait, that something. No, that's when you hear the him. one on November first because that that this one is before the election happened. Yeah, there's one where he's talking to like these dudes and like outside of his car about the nine tenths of the law thing, and he like he goes on to say like it's nine tenths like you know possession is nine tenths of the law. We won. Fuck you. Try and do something about it. We'll fucking fight you. Kind of a thing. And they kind of just sort of clip out the whole. Oh, I gotta find it. Right here. Okay, here we go. Now we can hear it. So this is November first. We're celebrating. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect it'll be. I really do suspect it will still be up in the air. But when that happens, the key thing to do is to claim victory. Possession is nine tenths of the law. No, we won. Fuck you. Sorry. Over. We won. Yeah. You're wrong. Fuck you. Like that's that was <laughs> him like rallying him up. Like and that's the right. talking to these people who are you know basically like they're far right goons on the ground to just sort of seed this idea of like just fucking run with this. And don't right. worry about what the fuck they say. Like, this is like, and I think just saying, like, doesn't matter if we won or lost, because at the end of the day, we're not fucking leaving. So yeah. fuck you. There were Quite emails literally. flying around from advisors like October 31st. Again, we had an election day today and I won is his suggested remarks, even though they're like anticipating losing or it being too close to call. Greg Jacob, who was vice president Pence's counsel, learned days before election day from Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short 
that Trump planned to prematurely announce that he had won. So it was like everybody right. knew this. Uh, Robert Costa tweeted Thursday he had seen texts from that night from some aides indicating they realized declaring victory was Trump's plan and that White House lawyers were alarmed, but presumably not alarmed enough to do shit. Speaking of not alarmed That's... enough to do shit, Secret Service apparently knew about January 6th and that they were going to try and assassinate Mike Pence on January 6th, like ahead of the event. That That's another thing that is being indicated by Not really worried more about evidence. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, like in that line of like White House lawyers were alarmed, like, no, they weren't. But thank you for adding that into your journalism to try and like give them some cover. Like if right, they exactly. we would have seen much more massive follow up. But either way, I mean. The, the, as the trial, as we've seen from the trial and then even Trump's response to them, you know, being like, well, I think we need to subpoena him. It, it it's was it's everything has been clear from the second he was even questioning the like like voter fraud in the summer of 2020. And I don't like I, I understand they've done their work. We've done like we've we've reached night nine of Coachella at this point. We've closed it out. But I'm just <laughs> Like, where the fuck is this going? That's it. Are you actually going to reform the laws to, like, protect something like this from happening again? To, like, have more rigid legal structures that someone can't just be like, fuck you, it's nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> or is it just going to be a thing where it's like, I don't know, we tried, y'all, and now the Republicans have taken over the House, and all they're going to do is start all kinds of committees and shit just to flood the zone with bogus, like, investigations to just prop Trump up for 2024. Like, that seems like what the, the plan is now. Yeah. And I don't see anything in the playbook that suggests that's not going to work. Like, I don't know what the January 6th committee is going to do that would suggest that that's going to work. Like, I still think there is this part of their brain that is still stuck in, like, you know, mainstream Democrat thinking where they were the ones who tried to help Trump win the Republican primary because they thought he was going to be easy to beat. Like, I still think they're like, mm -hmm. well, you know, if Trump is the nominee, that wouldn't be all bad for us because he's going to be like convicted of all these things or like he's easily convictable <laughs> in the court of Will public he? opinion. <laughs> and it's like, you don't, you don't understand how little of a shit people give about that who, who are inclined to support him. And like, it's just, we're still in the position where, you know, Republicans aren't going to do shit to stop this. And, you know, the like the only alternative to the mainstream, like we'll let the market handle it. Corporations are the ones actually making the decisions option that we've been running with for the past, you know, however many decades is fascism like that they're they're going to run that and i don't know it, it still is very scary it's a it's pretty dark times i guess <laughs> i think it's pretty cool i think you know it's pretty maybe we'll neat. see that maybe we'll see the end of this fucked up experiment in this country but uh yeah it's you know we're, we're we continue to just like look at these like existential threats like directly in the eye and i'm just kind of like feeling like that lester whole thing like all right so what so no? we uh oh nothing matters not even anymore that. got it and i think i think the most republicans would do is just not be so forceful in defending him and i think they if if they are going to let you know try and purge him it's going to be very passive 
and it'll be in the hopes that he's just fucked himself over legally to the point that they're like yeah like we're not gonna really come to your aid but we're not gonna we're not gonna rah-rah the left either and right. just let that happen like you know because luckily the supreme court like rejected hearing you know his attempt to overturn that decision in the documents case right so the special master uh, the special yeah. master gambit yeah and also like what they say doesn't really matter because again there's no energy behind mainstream democrats or mainstream republicans the energy is behind trump so i don't know it's and it's also i mean it ties to this next story about fetterman v oz and like some of the like the knives coming out for john fetterman this is somebody who's you know outside of the mainstream and got some actual energy ish, ish. yeah like ish i mean i'm not gonna paint him as like some far a left foot half a, he yeah. has half a foot outside of the mainstream but <laughs> right it's enough to have gotten energy and gotten people excited supporting him and it just feels like they don't they don't have the appetite to protect him or like do the things they normally do to get people elected right yeah i mean well right now like, obviously, you know, the polling has, has had John Fetterman in the lead because people were like, yeah, OK, clearly as a binary, people are like, I like Fetterman over this Hollywood goon. Um, but his lead has been shrinking. We've been talking about that thanks to, like, you know, fear mongering around crime and, you know, having journalists like equivocate recovering from a stroke to like being a sociopath that may not deserve to be in office or like incapable of holding office. Right. And a lot of observers of the of this Senate race have said, like, look. It's clear right now that Oz's tactic is shifting to try and suppress the black vote, like bringing up like this, you know, when Fetterman pulled like a shotgun on a black jogger because he thought like, oh, this might be someone involved in this like other crime. And a lot of you are like, OK, Fetterman, like, oh, that's not the best look for you, homie. But he said, look, I was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. It seemed that the people who were supporting him had moved past it. But like a few groups have been dumping millions of dollars into like amplifying that or, you know, this just the general optics around Oz being a more uh, like I'm, I'm down with the black community type energy. And it's it's interesting because half of it isn't necessarily that Oz is trying to court the black vote. He's also just trying to suppress the black vote because it wants to not turn out for Fetterman, because in if you look at exit polls from 2020, you know, black people made up around 11 percent of the electorate. Joe Biden got 92 percent of that vote. Donald right. Trump got 7 percent of that. So I think, you know, if you're playing the strict numbers game of your, you know, 50 percent plus one math that all the people in the campaigns are doing, you have to find those margins to try and shave off to eke out your win. So last month in September, Oz went like all in on showing the black community. He understands the plight. And he had an event in Philly where this this black woman comes up and they, they were saying he was holding like a safer streets type meeting to talk about gun violence in the city. And this black woman, you know, she's holding a poster of some of her family members who had succumbed to gun violence. And I'll just play this for you because this was like a moment where like the local news covered it as like just sort of like a like this campaign event that Dr. Oz was throwing. What his campaign called a safer streets community discussion where Armstrong shared the story of losing both her brother who was shot on his porch and a nephew. My nephew at the time of his murder was only 14 years old. I'm honestly angry and fed up with the system. I'm fed up with the system that is playing, playing politics with the lives of us that live in these communities. So Dr. Oz in that thing, he's like looking at her. He's like, oh, wow, wow. 
like there's a photo that like the newspaper ran where she's in tears and he's like consoling her. The AP right. wrote this as this is what the reporting as Sheila Armstrong grew emotional in recounting how her brother and nephew were killed in Philadelphia. Dr. Mehmet Oz sitting next to her inside a black church, their chairs arranged a bit like his former daytime TV show set placed a comforting hand on her shoulder. Later, he gave her a hug and said, how do you cope? And they just ran with that. Okay. The problem with all this mm. is that this woman, Sheila Jackson, is a paid staffer for Dr. Oz. Like, she's not someone from the community. She works on the campaign. She was sharing pics on her Instagram of her new Oz campaign business cards about how she's, like, organizing, like, the Philadelphia County, like, organizer type thing. And if you look at the FEC filings, the Federal Election Commission, she's receiving payroll payments. Like, she's not... She's like, they got receipts like you are you are being funded by Dr. Oz. And this is just so mm -hmm. fucked up because I'm not sure what her motives are. But Oz definitely knows what the fuck he is doing here because he is using like black bodies as props to like make himself seem like he gives a fuck about the community. And we see this all the time with politicians. Like I still haven't forgotten uh, Kente Cloth Fest at the Capitol Rotunda in 2020 <laughs> uh, with the yeah. Democrats. Like I still have like this is just it's just his virtue signaling without any action. And the wild shit is for all the Dr. Oz, oh, my God, honey, how do you cope with the gun violence? Listen to his answer when uh, like uh, the local reporters again are asking. They're like, hey, man, uh, can we ask you about like what your plan is with, I don't know, fucking gun control? something not in the plan he put out today. One thing that, that your plan does not talk about uh, is guns, gun violence. What can voters expect from you on that? Would you oppose any additional gun restrictions? He was just in this church talking with this woman, talking about, oh, the plight of gun violence, right? Like using that for emotional points. And then they just asked, OK, so what's your platform? Well, we have a new gun law. And I'd like to see what happens with it. I'm happy that we have a lot of money for mental health in there. And that's a control. big problem for violence way beyond guns. Uh, but I tell you, uh, most of... I'm sorry, what? That's a big problem for violence way beyond guns. That's his fucking plan. You know what I mean? Like, this is... It's just, like, so disingenuous on its face that you're going to then use this woman's, like, legitimate loss of family to then go out there and be like, I don't know, gun control. I don't know, man. I just said that just so like I could, you know, embrace like this crying <laughs> like woman moments of color. later. Gun control. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, let it rock. Yeah. I feel like he should have like, if he's going to go, <laughs> if he's going to go as far as to like, have like somebody on his payroll to like tell their story. Like, I'm like, you should have just like gotten a paid like an interviewer, you know, to, right. to ask you those questions after and be like, just like throw softballs at you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go full Stalin. You know, yeah, if you're going to like, right. <laughs> change this like alternative reality. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people were noticing too, like, even at that church event, there was this one state, like, local representative. It like he was it, like that event was happening in his district as a state legislator and he wasn't invited. So he had to like force his way in to see what was going on. It's like, yo, y'all are in my community. Like, what's going on here? And he showed, there were there were more journalists there than people participating in this event. You know what I mean? Like, and the media didn't cover that. Like they were just showing that side of it. This guy was showing the reverse view of like the people that were like on this quote unquote panel looking back. There were maybe three people seated. And a lot of people noticed that 
some of the other people of color that have been involved in these events, like you've seen in like campaign ads and things like that. So it's just this like, you know, just very lazy way of like astroturfing or pretending you have some kind of legitimate alignment uh, with a given community. But it's like at, at this time, like the, a lot of people are like, hey, Dr. Oz, what's up with that? Haven't heard a comment back yet, but it won't matter because, you know, the, the hypocrisy doesn't really matter to the right. But it's just a stark reminder mm. of how like continue to use like people as props, communities as props, like a, like a much larger issue. It can be any given issue that we just see all this like disingenuous, like, oh, man, I'm with you. But where are your votes? What right. legislation are you backing? Like, who are you taking money from and what are their aims when it comes to gun violence or well, we got a new gun law and there's a lot of stuff yeah. in there about mental mental health and that like just oh, oh my bad i asked couldn't be no more no vague. what what's on your what's on your platform what can people expect from your platform dr Oz? not existing legislation i think i read about uh something with mental mental illness uh anyways i'm going over geno's to prove <laughs> prove that i have been to philadelphia and pat's and I'll be at Gino's and Pat's holding up today's issue of the newspaper so that you can tell that I was, in fact, here on the dates in question. Thank you. Hey. Uh, no further questions, Your Honor. Hey, hey I, and I just want to practice my Philadelphia accent with you guys. Go Eagles. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, been it, Dr. Oz. Uh, yeah. Well, Fetterman's already been slamming him. He's like, this guy's a Cowboys fan. He doesn't support the Eagles. <laughs> uh, and people were like, responding to again like it's just such a bizarre race trying to figure out you know at the end what is going to actually win out what message is going to win but right you know if you continue like this sensational shit around people suffering for you know campaign points right and just again i mean nothing nothing new but just my god just so so fucking lazy like people like your campaign staffers Right. Yeah. I remember that's... when they used to just get people off the street and give them money. What happened to that day of wrang wrangling <laughs> fake support for a campaign? The good old days. Good old right. days when you just have voting parties and get everybody drunk and then make them vote for you. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the police. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. 
Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER And we're back. And this is kind of constantly happening. Like the police will fuck up spectacularly and then it kind of slides out of the media because I think they have a very powerful union and are nicely situated as the only source that the mainstream media uses on crime. And and the mainstream media loves to write about crime. But there are two stories from, I think it was September, but I I didn't want to let them slide because they're just such strong examples of how blatant the case against police should be for anyone paying attention and not brainwashed by the carceral system and like law and order and 80s action movies where the hero is always a cop. But, you know, we, we have we've had uh, Alec Caracasanis on before, and he he's one of the points that he makes a lot is that all the arguments around violent crime statistics being affected by policing first of all they're not they're they're not convincing they don't suggest that policing is <laughs> yeah, a long the stats do not exist and also they ignore the violent crimes and just general like second degree fuck uppery ending in citizens death that is caused by the police right and we have very little way to track all the people who die from police incompetence because they were walking or driving on the wrong street during a police chase, for instance. And uh, it's the rare accidental police killing that the police can't use their power of control and monopoly on violence to cover up. You know, it literally like has to be on body camera that then like people become aware of somehow. So there, there are two examples that were hard to ignore for the sheer levels of just like buffoonery. And because the police took a situation that may not have been deadly, uh, probably wouldn't have been in one case and made it so because 
Yeah, just because it's kind of standard operating procedure. So let's start with the one in Colorado. The police pulled over Yureni Rios-Gonzalez and locked her in their police cruiser while they searched her car. Unfortunately, when they heard a train horn sound in the distance, it didn't jog their memory that they had parked their police car on the fucking train tracks. And they didn't notice until the train hit their car with Rios Gonzalez in it. And as always, the details of the police behavior in this moment are not so much heroic as you don't pay me enough to give a shit about these people vibes. So the officers appeared to take note of the tra- This is a direct quote from the like local news article on this. Officers appeared to take note of the train only as it came within feet of, of a police vehicle parked on the tracks with Rios Gonzalez handcuffed inside, according to authorities and body camera footage. A male officer standing near the tracks looked at the approaching train, grew frantic, the footage shows, and then started screaming, stay back you know, dashboard camera video shows him walking quickly away from the vehicle just before the train plowed into it. So Rios Gonzalez miraculously survived. But again, it highlights that we have the least responsible human beings doing the job that should seemingly require the most training and responsibility in a society or failing that maybe it shouldn't exist. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's the fuck like. This is like real. Just how fucking bad is that? Where you don't, e- you're not even aware of the train tracks. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's you're either so negligent because you were trying to kill this woman with a train, and right. then trying to be like, oh, I didn't notice. You yeah. know what I mean? Is just saying like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Or you want you are so out of sorts and unaware that that's that you allow that to happen. It's like hard to fucking figure out which one they could have been. Because I could also see, I mean, you see really vile shit happen to people in police custody too. Like, I I don't know. It's just really hard to wrap my head around. It's like, you can't even fucking, you don't even notice train tracks. Like, my first thought was, oh, maybe they they did that on purpose. Like, who knows? I feel like they, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, that happened. They parked, they literally parked on the tracks just like out of straight up incompetency. I think that like, the standards for like, becoming a police officer are getting so like lower and lower that it's just like they're you know they'll truly take anybody and yeah yeah i feel like i heard on the radio like lapd is like they're like doing ad like an ad to be like we we need maybe it was an ad maybe it was a news story but it's like they need police officers because like no i don't know they're just like running low or whatever but i'm (laughs) like (laughs) I'm like, there. That just means people are applying, and I don't know. It's like the worst of the worst, you know? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. To your point though, too about like, there. I think the the third option, whether it's I'm so stupid and oblivious, I don't know, or I'm criminally negligent, is like it's just like this cop privilege that these people have. Like they they probably are like, yeah, I can park on the fucking train tracks. I'm a fucking. I'm in a cop car. The fuck's a, a train gonna do? Hit it. You know, like in their mind, because you all the time, I always see like cops parked in the most fucked up ways on the street in L.A., like where they're not even doing shit. Like they're like, yo, I'm gonna fucking turn my lights on to get through a fucking signal. Then I'm a fucking like double park to go into Baja Fresh. And you're like, man, y'all don't even fucking follow the laws for all this other shit that I could also see a version where like just the sheer arrogance, too, of like, yeah, whatever. I'll park wherever the fuck I want. Oh, there's a train track, whatever. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we in the story we did on the history of jaywalking, one like the people who were studying this, you know, found not only that they were using the crime of jaywalking as a way to, you know, racial profile and just like they right. only enforced it with black and brown people, but also that like the police were constantly like they, they caught the police on camera just constantly jaywalking. So it was like right. they were not hold, they were not holding themselves to any standard whatsoever. But yeah. I also just want to just to close the loop on that story. Rios Gonzalez's vehicle was being searched in the first place after a, a report of a road rage incident involving a gun. They presumably had the wrong car because no gun was found. But it wasn't for lack of trying because the body cam footage from the night shows them searching her truck both before and after the train hit her. They were like frantically being like, it's, it must be here somewhere. It's got to be here somewhere because they yeah. wanted... That that was their concern was covering their ass for getting her hit because it's train. okay if a train hit a lady if she had a gun in her car, right? Yeah, like is the logic there? It's like, well, fuck, we have to like you know. Typically, we can get away with brutalizing people if we can say some crime was committed. Like she had weed, yeah. So you know, train hit her, yeah. But you know, she had weed, so that's bad, right, folks? Okay, please move along. And then there was a case in California around the same time in September where everybody in California got an Amber Alert, where a man had shot and killed his wife and kidnapped his teenage daughter, Savannah Graziano. And after issuing an Amber Alert for Savannah, the police caught the father with the kidnapped child in tow in the desert heading toward Vegas and just got into a massive shootout with him. And despite the fact that the daughter was in the car, you know, we're exchanging gunfire. At one point, she appears to have made a break for it and run towards the police, at which point she was gunned down by the police. And I, I suspect I can only say I suspect it was the police because the details have been very slow and sparse since it happened. But at first they said she was in tactical gear and may have been armed. So the 14 year old girl who was a hostage may have been armed and a threat to officers behind a bank of police cars in a shootout. Right. And they eventually had to turn the incident over to the Justice Department as potentially qualifying under a, a law that requires the Justice Department to investigate cases in which the death to the, un to the unarmed civilian is caused by a California peace officer. So, like, that's the, that is the level that we're dealing with of right. just how... They're called peace officers. When they find somebody who is a kidnapping victim, they just start shooting. They just start yeah. shooting with a, you know, a child in, in the car and then kill the child when the child makes a, a run for it, like a break for it. Well, I, I think at the very least, right, the, like in that example, it just shows that we're the police in that form are just cranking out a group of people who are so trigger happy. And right. have just been trained to look at every single person as a threat that there's no helping. It's just harm. It's like you get near a cop and they're like, what the fuck you want? What the fuck you want? They start like reaching for their shit. And you're like, what directions? Right. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like uh, for all, like we constantly hear it, the, the, I don't know why it's taking. I mean, it, I know we know why it's so hard to shift the conversation, but it's it just seems so logical, right? Like that's one fact about the amount of money that's spent on law enforcement. Yeah, we have 
these crime rates that the, the way they are shows that paying funding the police has nothing to do with our safety. Right. In fact, it's caused the cause of a lot more violent interactions when, again, all that money is better served being uh, like in social services. And there is a new there was a poll that came out that I haven't seen really talked about a lot where like they're like something like 65 percent of Republicans 70% of like independents and like way more version of like uh like liberals were saying that police funds should actually be diverted towards social services. Right. Like a majority of Republicans are even saying that. What what did they think defund the police meant? Did they, <laughs> like because they treated that like it was the worst thing that anyone has ever said. But yeah, well, I mean, yeah. We need to start making movies that action movies about social service workers that just <laughs> right. kind of like jacked like social service workers that like you know glorify the work yeah yeah exactly right like we, we, we there's like a hostage situation but what you do well i don't know if there's a hot you would almost need to be like he's saving some person's like life and be like hey man here's you know here's some here's like a place for you to get back on your feet You'll yeah all right Here's yeah. like a job. Here's an address you can apply so you can get. So when you apply to a job, you actually have an address and a phone number you can put on your application because that's a big hurdle for a lot of unhoused people. And then they're like, look what I did. Chris yeah, I set this person up for for success and treated them like a human. And everyone's like, oh, shit. And I we, mean, I don't know how we make that sexy, but we had the we, perfect opportunity to make the point that social services are the thing that keeps crime down when you know, in 2020, the like during the pandemic lockdown, you know, crime, certain crimes did go up and the actual data suggests that they went up because not not because anybody was defunded because the police, no police anywhere were defunded in a way that was significant or impactful. Uh, right. The thing that happened was that social services and programs that used stopped. to help people stopped because it was a fucking pandemic. And so like you have this very clear evidence and the media, the, the only version that I heard of that story was crime went up because they defunded the police and like that protesting the police or suggesting that we needed to defund the police was the cause of crime going up. And it's, like demonstrably not true with statistics. And it's like it is the subject that we were protesting over and they turned it into basically the like a big story about how protesters were the cause of murder rates going up. I feel like the easiest way to just like, why don't journalists be like hey, po local police department, lower the crime rate challenge. Right. Let's see if you can lower that like significantly, right? Because y'all are out there policing, yeah. And we're and you're we're giving you constant, unending tran tranches, tranches of cash, however you want to say that, just piles of money. But right. where are the results? And I think that's what's wild is like we're for all the money that's going into it. It's like one of the few things you're like we're not looking at the results and actually like analyzing them. Like, well, what the fuck's going on? Because again, it's like its own industrial complex. Well, but like. 
if you would just give them tactical nuclear weapons that like they've been <laughs> asking, Miles, like that's the thing. It's just we they've been asking forever, just small nuclear arms, not like just so that they can do targeted nuclear strikes. And then you would start to see a difference. I feel like that's what's next. Right. If I had to guess. Like bombing like that, like bombing that neighborhood in Philly, like in the 80s wasn't right. enough. Right. They're like, I yeah. think we'd go bigger than that. And I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's well, eventually, like you see more and more people again, this is why. At the very least, like you have to be heartened by the kinds of people that are getting into local politics, because that's the area too. just when I look around me, like my life is affected by the L.A. Sheriff's Department and the Los Angeles Police Department. So I'm curious to hear from the people that are the elected city officials, how they see fixing issues like the unhoused community and any kind of crime. But but they're always like the real the people of good character. Uh, and are actually analytical about these issues, they're all saying the same thing, is that we just have to support our neighbors. Right. That's it. That's it. It's that easy. Doesn't We don't need fucking, you know, more Humvees and shit. We don't need more fucking, you know, uh, ARs in the, in the hands of police. We just need to support people and yeah. help them. We just need to give people a base of stability, a foundation of stability to operate from. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, I did see, I was like walking to the post office and... For some reason, like an unhoused guy was getting arrested and there were straight up like nine like cop cars that like rolled up on this corner. And I'm like, this is this is like past like absurdity at this point. It's just like nine cop cars. That's like just for one one person. It's like it's so obvious that if you just like funneled the money that it took to like pay those people to like, you know, just like do social service work or something, you know, that like this problem would be so much better like yeah you know help help that guy in a way and we've seen cities yeah, I mean, again, where, yeah. where they have a program where calls for somebody who is in distress or is having a mental health crisis those calls don't get rooted to the police they get routed to like people with training in situations like that and with access to the social service programs and it works but unfortunately, it it also doesn't fund the a military industrial complex worth of money at a local level, which I think is what we're dealing with in a lot of cases here. Yeah, pressures on Steve Martin, right? <laughs> I blame Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> Well, Brian, uh, as always, such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find and follow me at Brian, B-R-I-A-N underscore B-A-H-E on all social media outlets. And uh, yeah, probably going to be doing doing some live shows here in L.A. at some point. So we'll post about that. Well, definitely November 11th. Definitely November 11th. Yeah, wait. So what's what's thanks but no Thanksgiving? I have a I have an idea. It's it's basically me, two other indigenous comedians, Tyler Claire Dash Turner. We do uh, like a variety show where we have all native like character people stand up. So we do a show. It's it's a good time. So we should on white people. You say? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> we shit on white people. Oh, I thought you said we should end white people. Oh, I, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I was like, eh, you know, can't really disagree. Uh, thanks, but no thanks yet. <laughs> what uh, is, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? 
Yeah, I've been doing, uh, I've been enjoying this, like, Tara Reid, I feel like, has been posting a lot of interesting stuff on her TikTok, and some of that's made it to, there's this one TikTok video that, where she's just kind of, like, on a balcony, and somebody, like, does, <laughs> like, a three-second video of her, and it, like, really does not need to exist, but it's fascinating. <laughs> Hold on, let me see I'm, this. I know you sent the link. Let me just check this really quick. Never let them steal the light what? behind what? your eyes. <laughs> wow. wow. So that, it looks like she's at Griffith Park or something, like the Griffith, Griffith Observatory. And not, I like that she's not talking and it's just narration over that. <laughs> but it's her voice. But right, it's her Tara. voice. Yeah, she's been coming out with a lot of these lately and I'm like, a, where have you been this whole time? And B, I'm glad you're back doing right. what you do best, which is <laughs> narrating <laughs> your life. That's amazing. <laughs> people should go watch that. We'll link off to it in the footnotes. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also check Jack and I out on Miles and Jack got mad. Boosty is our basketball podcast. The season is about to begin, so we can fully, you can watch us unravel or be excited. I don't know based on the results of the league, but hey, come join the fun on that show. Preseason, really good time. hope springs eternal. So, yes. so fun. My favorite, one of my favorite parts of the season is right And now. I get to watch... Yeah, Russell Westbrook looked like some alienated stepchild. <laughs> and I'm trying to make sense of that. Uh, and also check me and Sophia Alexandra out on 420 Day Fiance, where we talk uh, that heaping pile of trash called 90 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets that I like. The first one is Off Brandon at Dropkick Pikachu tweeted, they really fucking did it. They straight up got inflation to be synonymous with price gouging. And now you can just price shit however you want, and they'll say, damn, this unstoppable natural economic force called inflation is really going wild, uh, yep. which is so true. Like, that is basically that they have fully just transitioned to using the word inflation, and we're not talking about corporate profits anymore. Then another one is from uh, a damned serious at brow, uh, brow tweeting tweeted me. I think some people are birds in disguise, friend. LOL, can I tweet that? Me, Nero's eyes. Can you what? <laughs> um, and then uh, left lastly, at I'm not Catholic tweeted, white boys start freestyling in the smoke sesh like, hello, my baby. Hello, hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's always a, man, I miss that feeling when you're like, you're somehow the, it turns into a freestyle cipher and you see some like you see somebody, somebody getting ready really take and you're chance. like, yo, where are they going with this? And it's like, <laughs> okay, that, that wasn't bars, but go okay, <laughs> they go were feeling you, themselves. So that was nice yeah. to nice to observe. I'm like, you know, this is just an instrumental music track. I wasn't playing a beat for you to spit over, <laughs> but I get it, man. The blunts are hidden. All right. Some tweets I've been enjoying at Singing Flesh tweeted, a ginger ale will cure ailments of the body and a Dr. Pepper ailments of the mind and spirit. Which is just, that's medical facts. <laughs> and then yeah. Caitlin Greenidge tweeted, how I knew I was at a Brooklyn kid's birthday party, dusk fell in the park and the mom hosting said, okay, pack it in, rats are out, we're in their house, so we have to go. <laughs> it's just a good way to think about it. Yeah. 
Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Okay, so I stumbled on this album called The Sound of Siam, Volume 2. And it's like all this music from Northeast Thailand from the 70s and early 80s. And there's this one track on here called, I know, look, forgive me, I don't, I'm just saying the words out loud. So I don't know how t- I might be butchering them, but it's called Fang Jai Viang Jan. F-A-N-G-J-A-I-V-I-A-N-G-J-A-N. Those are three words. And the artist is Thepborn Pechabon. T-H-E-P-P-O-R-N and then the last name P-E-T-C-H-U-B-O-N. Thepon, Thepon Pechabon. This track is like, it, it reminds, it's like, it's like half R&B funk, like latter day, like temptations. But Ooh. this guy's vocals, like the vocal scales of like Southeast Asian music and like his, the timbre of his voice and like the, just the little like vocal flares are fucking dope. It just has like that throwback quality when you listen to it. I just feel like um, it's it'll, it will transport you somewhere to a different time and place. And I think that's what I really appreciate this song. So this is Fang Jai Young Jan by Thepporn and Pechabon. Or you could just look for the album called The Sound of Siam Volume 2. A lot of those tracks are dope on there. But All yeah, right. check this you can out. Find that in the footnotes. The Daily oh. Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring 
the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu.